0: This is Medrash Tanhumah Parshas Balak, entitled "They Got Bilam, We Got Moshe." Was it really fair? The Medrash starts out with sort of a preposterous notion. It says that God didn't want complaints from the nations of the world that they got better prophets, better kings, better wise men than the Jewish people. So what did God do when it came to prophets? He gave Bilam to the nations of the world and he gave us Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, isn't that crazy? We all know that Bilam was a perverse, selfish individual, and how could you say that it would be fair at all? In fact, the Demetrius goes on to say the reason it was fair and equitable is because they had equal access to God. They could each speak to God anytime they want. So to answer this question, I think the first clue is just to look at actually what was going on in this parsha. It itself is very bizarre. You got Bilam coming to God and saying, "You know, God, I got this big client. He's paying me a lot of money, and he wants me to curse the Jews. Now I know you have a relationship with them, and you brought them out of Egypt, and you gave them the Torah. I know I got all that, but there's a lot of money at stake, God. I really need you to curse them." So you see already that something strange with, with Bilaam. Yes, he has constant access to God, but he seems totally cut off from his reality as to the relationship between God and the Jewish people. So you can see something strange in the way he looks at that role. Another example is that when Balak the king was trying to assess, you know, military intelligence, what's going on here? The Jews are marching towards us. What gives them their power so he did a intelligence report, and it came back, and it said, "Ah, you know what gives them their power? They have an orator named Moshe. So if we can get a better orator, we can outdo what Moshe did, and we can win." Again, cut off from reality, they didn't understand the relationship between God and the Jewish people, and the promise to Avram about getting the promised land. They didn't get all that. They just saw God sort of this through idolatrous eyes what I would call sort of gods as slot machines or as gumball machines. You give them gifts and they give you stuff. That's how they saw God. Uh, so another example is that in the Parsha, after three times that Bilam fails to curse the Jews, so Balak has a fit and he says, I'm not gonna honor you because even God doesn't honor you, right? What does it mean God doesn't honor you? Because God didn't let him curse the Jews. That's how God is not honoring Bilam. God should have let him curse the Jews. So he saw everything in this framework. Oh, the reason that he couldn't curse the Jews is God is belittling him. Nothing to do with the relationship at all. So the bottom line is, as I said, both... The way the people looked at Billam and the way Billam looked at himself and his relationship with God as sort of a super gun for hire. Because that's what they wanted. They didn't want a they didn't want a prophet to start moralizing and telling him how to lead their life. They wanted someone with great powers, and in fact they used him to curse Moab, and now they wanted to use him to curse the Jewish people. So that's how they saw the relationship, and that's why. They actually got exactly what they wanted in a profit. And that was our original question. How could it be that, it's, that there's going to be no complaint? Because they got what they wanted. Every generation's leaders reflect the generation. And so that solves that riddle of how this is fair and equitable. Have a great Shabbos.